0: Sly guy. Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Sly Guy podcast. I hope we're all pumped. I hope we're all feeling good. I hope we're all feeling jacked and ready for another week. I know weeks aren't really weeks anymore, they're just another day and another passing of time. But look, this is what I'm here to do is brighten the mood. Now the podcast is being recorded for a change. In an afternoon. It's not late in the evening. It's not the early hours of the morning. I'm not rushing to get it done. I'm just doing it. And I'm in a good mood. I say good mood. I've had to just cancel recording the podcast. And go and tell my wife off. Because she had the audacity to be on the phone. I said listen. I don't care who you're talking about. Or who you're talking to. Or what it's about. Stop it. When Papa's recording a podcast. You go shh and obviously she took that very well and politely told me to fuck off, and now I'm in this room in the doghouse. But it's all good, baby, because my baby is asleep, and she'll be asleep probably for another half hour, so probably before this podcast over, she'll waken up. I'll have more stress in my life. I'm in the doghouse with my wife, and I'll just not want to see my baby. She'll even force me further into the doghouse with my wife. But you know what? As Romeo says, it's all gravy. We're feeling good, guys, Um, in good spirits this week. I must be fair, I've had a much better week than last. And in terms of lockdown, things are, are, are happening. Say things are happening, you know, I I cleared out under the stairs. You know, what can I say? This is the sort of boss player life I live. I get under the stairs, clean it out, and now I walk in, I look under the stairs, and I go, I'm chuffed with that. The coats are hanging neatly, the shoes are in a shoe rack. Everything's just looking really organised under there. And it's just cheered me up. Now, and that's kind of the level of of excitement you get now in lockdown. You have to just make the most of the little things. You know, I'm an old guy now. I admit it. I'm old, I'm done. The things that used to excite me don't excite me anymore. You know, happiness, joy, doesn't excite me anymore. But what does excite me is I got a new toy this week. And before any of you in your head go, Oh, a rampant rabbit? No, you perverts. I didn't get a rampant rabbit because I already have a wind-up wooden dildo, so don't need that. But what I did get was an exercise bike. Now, this has been something that I've been pondering for a long time. I've been thinking about getting an exercise bike for quite a while. Now, I say thinking about getting an exercise bike. Quite literally, all I've done is just gone, hmm, an exercise bike would be fairly handy. You know, that's literally been the height of when I say I've been thinking about getting one. You know why some people are like, oh, I've been thinking about that for a while. I've literally just gone, oh, you know what, an exercise bike wouldn't be a worst thing to have. And that's just passed. I've never gone, I should actually actively go out and get an exercise bike. But I was thinking about it. And then it's just a few things happened. You know, one thing was the thought, all the exercise I've been doing has been minimal. You know, I need something that I can just bump onto, get done and get off, you know, just hop on that bike, do half an hour cycle, that's my exercise done, my fat burning for the day, you know, there you go. Whereas I've been kind of trying to set up circuits in my garden, bringing out like steps and dumbbells and and it just wasn't working and then more often than not, I'd be like, I'm not doing that. The rain would come and be like, I can't go out, it's wet, you know, and that had kind of been um, a bit of a problem and I say that's been one of the problems. The main thing that made me get the exercise bike was I got a phone call from my mum Now, when you get a phone call from your mum, it's fine. What's not fine is whenever your mum opens the phone call with, look, I've been thinking. Because when your mum rings and says, look, I've been thinking, she's never thinking of anything good. She's never thinking of uh, ringing up going, by the way, son, I do. You know, I, I haven't actually really taken into consideration just how good a comedian you are. Like, I mean, I have not really sat back and looked at those wee stories you do on a Sunday. You know, you do run down to the papers and thought, oh my God, there are literally thousands of people looking at this and it's giving them a laugh in a time where um, moods are low, you know. she never ringed me up saying something like that, She never been like, oh son, you know, I'm really thinking, you know, I, I didn't realise my son was such a gifted, talented guy. Never, She'd never ring up and go, oh, I've just been thinking, you know how good a job you've done with that back flower bed in the back right-hand corner of your garden. I just think, I never thought you'd actually dig up a tree and get the entire soil replaced. I didn't think you would do that, you know. She never thinks of the good things. She never gives me a pat on the back. It's always the bad things. And what my mum had been thinking about this week was, and I quote, you're getting awful fat." Of no. what is it about older women, not even mums, because mums get to the point where they still try to be nice to you but then whenever you're growing up and they're effectively older women they're just bitches older like my aunts or all my great aunts were sly you know that's that's just what what they were like i've just never got a compliment from any now my mom's old she's throwing this shit i just think you're very fat and i've not even seen my mom during this lockdown so she's just been looking at photos of me going oh jesus it's all going downhill for him. He must have just locked himself in that fucking pantry and eaten everything and going. But I was like, all right, okay, that's, um, you know, pretty offensive. And I was like, right, you know what? Making a few excuses, to be fair. I was like, oh, well, well I've been trying to... I mean, I've been trying, I've just been eating. You know, at the end of the day, I've got a pregnant wife who is, you know, just eating because she's hungry and whatever. And then I'm like, I'll be supportive. You know, you're eating for two. Well, I have to eat for three and then I'll actually four now because it's me and the child that's already here. You know, so that's the way I was thinking. But I needed a kick up the hoop. And my mum phoning me, calling me fat, was the kick up the hoop that I needed. So I got online. I found an exercise bike that can withhold my substantial mass and I just ordered it. And um, what was quite shocking was the bike arrived the very next day. So in a pandemic... You know, the guys obviously saw that it was me, put the order in. They're like, oh, this guy's such a great guy. and better put the order in and, and get it out for the for papa bear, you know, get it out. Either that, um, or my mum probably rang up and said, look, this is a matter of life and death. This is frontline medical equipment you need to get to this fat bastard before he dies. Can you do that? And then they've just brought it the next day. And now I've got my exercise bike, and it's so sweet. I'm a big, big, big fan of the exercise bike. I've had it now for three days, and in those three days, your boy's been on it three times. I've been on it, I've been cycling, I've been sweating, I've been just having a great time. But what's not so great about it is afterwards, your bum's very sore. You know, it feels very much like someone's drilled something or wound something up into your ass, and it's not an enjoyable experience. Um, But... It's what I need. It's to kick up the ass I need. And once I get this podcast recorded, I'll be in that garage. I'll be sweating. I'll be pumping my legs. I'll be enjoying myself on the exercise bike. And what's also great is that you can get the benefits of cycling without being a bicycle twat. You know, you don't have to be out there hogging lanes, going slowly, stopping people getting places, putting a bloody fucking <laughs> pressure on the NHS because you're fucking falling off your bike and having to go to any fucking twats. But I'm loving it, and um, and what I'm not loving is I, I literally have to wear a hairband when I'm on it because my hair's got so fucking out of control that it flops into my eyes. Um, and I'm, and I'm too stubborn now to shave it. I've got to the point now where I'm like, right, I'm growing this hair out for this lockdown, and it's just gonna it is gonna be what it's gonna be because in no other circumstance would my hair ever be this length. So, I'm just an athlete again. I'm in the in the garage. I'm just having a great time. And I think a lot of that's got to do with the, uh, the routine as well. You know that's kind of, kind of been something that, that I think helps. Certainly me. Again, I don't know if any of you people out there are as mentally weird as me. Whereby you're like, I need something to be set. Like I tell you what, I would, I would, I would kill it in prison. You know, if I was in prison, that'd be my shit. I watch Stephen Nolan. Um, with, I don't know, I mean, I'm probably wrong saying this, it was like Stephen Nolan and the Naughty Boys or something, but it was like, where he went to Bank and it was like, yeah, I do all right in there, you've got your routine, you've all you need, also you've got peace without having to look after the kids, sweet, go in there, read your books, do a bit of writing, chill out, pump up, come in great shape, yeah, you might get shanked, yeah, you might be in there with some dodgy, dodgy customers, but hey, each to their own, so I've set myself up a routine, um, and it's been working kind of, kind of, well, you know, this last week has been probably one of my most productive weeks on the lockdown. And what I'm doing now is I'm getting up at six in the morning. You know, why am I doing that? I hear you ask myself that. Um, I just get up at six. I say get up at six. I set my alarm for six. A lot of time I'll get up maybe quarter past, a bit after that. Sometimes even later if I fall back to sleep for being lazy easy pig. But my plan is to get up at 6am, get a coffee, and that's something that I'm very much into at the minute is coffee. I love my coffee, and I've actually been getting into different blends and shit during this lockdown period. I've been uh, really the, t- the two sort of ma- brands I've been going for have been Marley, which is Bob Marley's nephew or some shit's making these. Co- Why am I speaking like like as if I'm from the hood and some shit? Um, and also Bulletproof coffee, which I'm actually really enjoying. So I get that on, have my coffee, go downstairs again. Whenever you get up at 6am, it's a game of life Jenga. You know, the the tar that is teetering is that of your sleeping wife and child, especially child, because your wife can just go back to sleep, you know. Unless she's working and she's up and out of there at 6 and then it's fine anyway. But whenever they're both off, like today, you've got to get up and you're playing that game of Jenga as if you're in that movie A Quiet Place. You know, any noise could just wake a two-year-old that you don't want up with you from 6 in the morning. You don't want that at all. Like yesterday morning, I got up and I went into the bathroom. and Let's just say I might have made a bit of a fart noise in the toilet. I, I did a dump, right? And it just the noise of that walker like that's how light a sleeper she is. That Phew! all I hear hears, you go, and like I'm not like sitting there in the toilet going, Oh no, please, no, please, go, no. All hears, and then. Ah daddy And I got oh, no. It's my morning ruined. I'm sitting there thinking I'm gonna get X amount of words written for this, this uh screenplay I'm doing. Oh, what a terrible word, this script of it. And I'm like this'll be what I need to know. She's up and automatically when she's up it means you gotta do breakfast, you gotta do entertainment, you gotta do Find something for her to watch on her tablet... So she'll allow you to watch TV... If she doesn't want to watch something on the tablet... She has to watch something on TV... That means you're fucked... You've got kids TV on all day... Your head's away... And it's a nightmare... So it's a very important game... So this morning I got up... Super quiet... Almost went down the stairs on my arms... You know... Not like... Like head first or something... That'd be just... Strange... But you know when you're like... Holding your body weight... On the handles of the stairs... Trying to get down... You know... Just as so your weight isn't going on the on the floorboards and creaking. You're just trying to get down there as quiet as possible. Into the kitchen, get that kettle, going, get your coffee into the living room. You're in heaven. You know, that's what it was all about. Like you get into the living room, you close the door, you can hear the birdies in the garden. You know, it's nice. Get a bit of Netflix on in the back in the background. Something like obviously like like comedians and cars getting coffees. what I watched this morning because it's weird. Because as a guy I'm like, oh well you got to watch the show when you've got a coffee because it would be weird to not to, you know, that's, that's why. So watch that, did a bit of writing, and then Holly wakes up eventually. Then if it's a day where Catherine's working, which is mostly all week, um, I try to get up and do a bit of writing before I have to actually start the day job, which starts 9 to 5. So um, Holly's up and trying to take any work calls I can, checking the emails, getting as much done as I regularly can. Then once she's fed and entertained for a bit, we'll either try to go for a walk somewhere or also get into the garden. Just a way to get her exercised and tired, because again, you need to get her down for a nap during the afternoon, because then once she's napping, you, you can just have some time to yourself. So if it's me, I can just get get on that bike, baby. I can be, you know, Lance Armstrong, Avec, plus one ball. You know, that's going to be what it's all about. Get some 30 minutes on the bike, get some weights done. It's great, then basically just, when Holly wakes up again, play with her until she goes to bed. Um now let's be fair. That's my routine of the last week. How long is that gonna last? Who knows? But while it's while it's working, I'm enjoying it, you know? I'm enjoying the routine. I feel already after a few days in the bike I'm getting a wee bit sort of fitter. I feel like again, whenever I get fat, I get fat. Anything I do, I just go hell for leather at. And whenever um I'm getting fat, that's the same. I just feel extra watery and um I feel like after a few days, you're just sweating. That, that's kind of gone down. So, I mean, I'll, I'll stick it up. But, yeah, it's for me, lockdowns just about definitely finding ways to get your mind right. Um, you know, a big thing for me is sort of realising and accepting there are certain things that you can't have. You know, something... Uh, if something's impossible, I, I won't be like, I need that to happen. Do you know what I mean? Or you just frustrate yourself. Um, if, for example... A nice cold pint. That's something that I that I really want. Not the coal pint in a plastic. No, it's got to be the in a glass in a. That's what you want. You want the whole experience. Do you know what I mean? The whole thing, like we uh, got our dinner last night from the Jamaica Inn and in Banger, and it was honestly a, a great experience. You know they started doing uh, food for collection, so I went down to collect the the food, did all the social distancing, took all the precautions and everything that was required, went in, got my food and got home and it was just so great. I I don't want to over exaggerate and say I could have cried, but ladies and gentlemen, I could have cried. You know, that's the cold, hard fact of it. You know, I could have cried, my wee eyes out there getting down, getting the... Getting the food and just having a really nice time. I say I could have cried. Um, I could also have lost a rag with somebody because there was a strict uh, one-way system in operation and this guy just got four pints of Guinness and now he came in, out the, the entrance door and I near suplexed him with his pints and that would have not been a good experience for anyone. Like, see, that's the thing. I got my dinner, wouldn't get my drink because it's not quite the same. That being said, I did see one guy just standing At the sea with a pint of Guinness. And I mean, looking at him, normally I would hate people like that. I'm like, oh, look at you guys out here, fucking plastic pints. Just trying to all go with whatever people think is a cool thing to do. following the trend, Uh, you loser. Um, Whereas I looked at him and I just thought, there's a man by himself with a wedding ring on. Like, of a middle age, you know. um, Not like a, a knight, or anything, not from the middle ages, but he was off a of middle age, he was maybe in his 40s or 50s, just by himself, wedding ring on, standing looking at the beautiful ocean, drinking a pint. And I just thought, you know what, that's a guy after my own heart, although drinking a pint out of a plastic glass isn't what I want. It must have been what this guy wanted and he left his family to come down there for just a little bit of peace. A little sip of stout and in that moment he was happy. You know and that's the thing about this lockdown. you got to enjoy the small things. The small things like clearing out under your stairs. That's something you got to enjoy doing. And I cleared out my stairs this week and it was just much tidier. Much neater to hang your coats and put your shoes with a shoe rack and all. It's great. And that was this guy just out there with his pint, just looking at the ocean, no one nagging him, no one giving him any grief, no one kids asking him for anything, you know, no no mates just asking ridiculous questions on WhatsApp trying to get quizzes going, you know, none of that shit, just peace. It's the guy and his pint and his thoughts and sometimes that's nice. Now, I didn't see what happened when he finished his pint because by that point I got my food and gone. He could very well have just necked the pint and walked into the sea which would have been a sad end to that tale. But from what I saw in that moment it just looked like a happiness. You know, it just looked like a happiness. No, it looked like happiness. You know, he could have just necked the pint to get a wee bit of Dutch courage and just walked on into the waves. I don't know, but for me I like to think he was just living his best life. Hopefully now he did walk there and didn't just come down neck pint and drive off because that would be silly. But you know what? He was just a joyous guy in a, in a good place. And I loved it. And it made me think I cannot wait to get back into the bar. I cannot wait to just go for pints with my mates again. I can't wait for that. And to me, that's one of the first things that I want to do is get an afternoon down the pub with my mates. I actually saw. When I was walking last week, there were some boat trips that they do in Bangor. So I'd love to go out on a boat trip, do a bit of fishing, go to the pub. Then maybe like meet up with uh, the wives later on for some dinner. You know, that'd be just a great, great day. Pints for your mates and then dinner with your wives. What a nice time. But I know that shit's not happening anytime soon. So I'm just going to make sure in the meantime, we get ourselves right and stop all this like... Trying to just go out and pretend like, oh, it's about time we did it. Nah. You wait until it's safe to do so. Like see the people that were in Normal Park. Again, it's that woman who, to be fair, is in a weird kind of way sexy. I think it's because she's she's a mad dictatorish woman. You know, your woman who's like part of Britain's first. She's like, We're gonna we're gonna demand that the coronavirus be lifted the restrictions so we can do what we want. And like seven people turned up, that's scundering, you know, turn up in Normal Park, being like, we, we want to be able to get out of our houses. Yeah, well, you know what? I want to win the lottery. But guess what, playboy? That shit ain't happening. So I just think of that, that those people that are like, just get out. You'd love to just be able to have coronavirus in a wee vial, wouldn't you? And just the police just go out and just inject them into people. Oh, you don't think coronavirus is real? Have some of mate. Ah, oh, balikes. You know, you'd love to see that happen. But also you probably get arrested. I'm sure that's a criminal act. You know Who else is actually a criminal act, by the way? Not rating and reviewing my podcast on, on on iTunes. So I mean, if any of you guys haven't already rated and reviewed the podcast, um, please do. You know, I feel like that would be something to pass a bit of time for you during the lockdown, and also uh, it helps the podcast. You know, and the more help this podcast can get, the better. You know, um, so I'd really appreciate if you did, um, because it has been a while since I was rated and reviewed it, and I can see the listening figures. I know there's a lot more you listen than there is that rate and review, so consider this your homework from Mr. Elliot today. I never called myself that ever. Gross, never will again. Get onto iTunes, rate and review the podcast, or subscribe on SoundCloud, or I don't know if Spotify lets you do anything, So I'm not really a big Spotify guy, but if you want to like, just even, I don't know, email Spotify themselves and just say, here guys, cheers for sharing this podcast. You know, if that's a Spotify thing, if you just want to ring Spotify and say, hey Spotify, I like the Dave Elliott's Sly Guy podcast is on your platform. So, you know, maybe do that. But if you, if you can't do that, just do it on iTunes, please. Or even share it. You know, if your people are sharing it on Instagram stories, I love to see that. I always reshare it and it always helps me, so... I really appreciate it, and if you want some more shit from me, um, I'm putting stuff on Patreon fairly regularly. So if you want to get on over to Patreon, I'm sharing like stand up clips and an extra podcast. I do an extra uh, podcast every week, and it's also kind of um, it's also kind of a bit more. You know about a bit more sort of the questions are a bit more personal and honest and stuff on the Patreon podcast. They sort of cover maybe the workings of, of of doing some things. Like I know some people might be more I say doing some things, just like stand up related stuff or like getting gigs booked or working on little projects and stuff. I do more of that over on Patreon with the podcast, and then I also actually have it the taster to my. To my daddy's show, it's only $5, which is like, I don't know, 3 quid 90 or something, who knows. But again, you can subscribe to that and get a load of other stuff for stand-up clips. And I'm just going to keep putting more material over onto the Patreon. So, get on over to Patreon, search Dave Elliott, or as the full name is, Sly Guy Podcast with Dave Elliott. It'll all be there, and you can go over, you can enjoy the stuff. And then, hey, if you don't like it, you can just leave. You know, it's kind of like life in many respects. You can just... If you don't, I don't mean life, but I mean your relationships and stuff. You can just leave, and I then mean kill yourself because that's just stupid. But um, yeah, it's up to you. Do whatever you want. Um, you know what else I want to do? I want to tell you that the Sly Guy Podcast is brought to you in association with Modest Beer. Modest are a little independent brewery crafting small batched beers for discerning drinkers. As you know, guys is brewed and canned in Hollywood with one L. And guess what? Modest are making up new batches, new beers. They're shipping out everywhere during this lockdown period, and you need to get on it. So go on to Modest Beer on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or all three. Give them a follow on each. The handles are all the same at Modest Beer, or visit their website, www.modestbeer.co.uk, to find your nearest stockists. And there's plenty of ways to get your Modest Beer even during this lockdown. So get on it and get it. And you know, I'm not a madman for craft beer. But I like this shit, and it's very tasty. Speaking of very tasty, guys, that's about it for, like, what I want to talk about this week. Also, because I'm in absolute darkness still, and I still hear my neighbours outside, and I feel like I need to go and get on my bike. So I'll just fire through these listeners' questions, and uh, let's see where we're at. John Joe has said, Here, Dave, what's your favourite sex positions? Ha, <laughs> ha, I jest, I jest, he says, Um... I mean, I would tell you because you're a good guy. You know, you're a Patreon and, and a regular listener. I'm not going to tell people that keep asking me every week. Um, but my, my favourite sex position is just, just any kind at the moment. Because obviously, <coughs> married to a pregnant person. So, you know, a few and far between. Um, let's just say we're due in September. So, huh. Santa Claus wasn't the only man emptying his bag at Christmas. If you know what I mean? <laughs> and to be fair, I'll probably be a full 12 months until... Happens again. Anyway, John Joe, keen to hear Uncle Davey's view on the glorious leader and his apparent fake death to rid his inner circle of traitors. Um, if you were to fake your own death, who out of the comedy squad do you think would be first to celebrate? Um. Yes, reference to Kim Jong-un. Uh, apparently has faked his death. But then some people are saying he is dead and they've just got a fake guy to stand in because the guy or the Kim Jong-un that appeared after his apparent death, was definitely a fatter, less cute version of Kim Jong-un. Which, I mean, that's not something that you should often say, a fatter, less cute version of a fat, ugly guy. You know, it's it's, it's not a good a good thing to say. But I, I like the idea that he's faked his death, to get rid of his traitors. You know, I like that a lot. It's like you didn't see the video of the guy uh, in a bush, somewhere like Newry direction. It was just this really weird guy, ...that these people stumbled across in a bush... ...and he was just a very sassy guy... ...I made um a video of it that I put on my Instagram... ...so check it out... ...you'll hear the, the it's roses are red... um, ...bog roll is sparse... ...and then this guy goes... ...have you ever taken a cock up your arse? ...and that's kind of like what he does... ...just very sexually aggressive towards these guys stopping him... ...and it's worth checking out... ...but um, ...he would rid his, his inner circle of traders ...because he's a very sassy guy... um. But who do I think would celebrate out of the comedy squad? I mean, I'd like to think nobody would. um, Because I, I think we're all kind of like mates, you know? Again, out of anybody who would celebrate, I mean, I think for banter itself, Shane would celebrate. You know, he'd probably try to lighten the mood and make a joke, but then it wouldn't hit, obviously. And uh, people would be like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, um so probably he would celebrate for the sake of banter. I think everyone would be pretty sad if I died. You know, I mean obviously they probably think it's sad that they've lost a friend, but also probably sad that I'm just leaving a family behind. you? what the fuck are you doing? Ask me such a sad question like that. Jeez Christ. Um But I don't know whose death I would celebrate, uh the most of the group, probably just for banter of Shane's. Um Chris Bates. Hi Dave. Favourite wrestler entrance music and why were you a Raw or Smackdown kind of guy? I love the way you're the cat in the hat. Dr. Seuss in the house there. Um, my favourite wrestler entrance music, I'd say my favourite wrestler was Edge. You know, I like that entrance music he had too. Um. Yeah, so probably that. Um. And I preferred Smackdown back in the day. So, easy question. I mean, I'm not going to dwell on wrestling based questions because I know a lot of people listening to this aren't wrestling fans maybe down the line i'll go on a wrestling podcast and talk about wrestling but chrissy edge's entrance music and smackdown there you go um ross watson hey dave heard you mention how much you like paul k's rules of the psychiatrist in afterlife but do you remember any of his previous characters like dennis pennis or mike strutter had to get some uh back on youtube after seeing him um yeah i remember dennis penis he was but he was like uh like a journalist type character who would just interview celebrities and he was very funny also a prick but very enjoyable and strutter um i definitely think that the psychiatrist was a bit more like strutter i wasn't mad on strutter at the time but now that i've seen it i'll probably go back and check it out i think I was a wee bit too young for strutter but I'll, I'll go back for sure and check out on YouTube and I'll report back next week. Because I'm big into YouTube videos at the minute. That's my rabbit hole I get into. I, I end up watching drum solo videos. Next thing you know, I'm one of these queuing on guys. No, I'm not. I've got a brain that works, so don't worry about that. Uh, Patrick Quinn has asked, proudest moment of your career and biggest ambition career-wise? Um, that's a strange one because... I don't really think I very often seriously stop and look at what I have done or consider what I have done as achievements if you know what I mean I do think when you're doing something like this or a career similar you know a mindset is always on to the next one very rarely do you stop to look back and go "Oh, that's not bad so the odd time I would like, if I do shows, like, when I did a sold show in the limelight, I was like, oh, fuck, that's, there was X amount of people came to see me here. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, it's kind of humbling, you know, that enough of these people actually want to come and see me, personally. Now, I know I've done other gigs with other people, and it's been fine, but to see me, personally, I think that that's really touching, you know, I, I love that, but I'm always looking to get on to the next, and until I am a a Full time, well paid entertainer, I guess, because I say that I want to be a comedian, uh, I want to be a stand up, and also want to write. That's the two the, the things I want to do. Like, if I could take anyone's career um, trajectory and path, it'd be Gervais. You know, he's just doing exactly what I want to do. You know, it's he's writing brilliant things and he's just doing stand up, and it's great. You know, I'd like to do that and a bit of acting too, obviously, but. um. He would be my hero. So for me, like where I'm at at the moment, with, um, the potential of, of getting a script developed would be, um, my proudest moment. You know, once I get that signed in a way, it's like right, okay, I'm working on something properly here to get developed. So you know, that will probably be my proudest moment. Um, but again, just keeping trucking. You know, making sure you don't take anything for granted always being hungry you know for trying to get on to the next level i think that once that the complacency is there if you start thinking you're the big shot and you're great you know as soon as you start thinking you've made it you, you stop so for me i'm trying to just keep plodding on but this thing i'm, I'm hopefully agreeing this week would be my proudest moment so far. Again, to me, how I look at it is, right, it's only a step. Once we've got this agreed, it needs to actually be developed and worked on, so I need to get the finger on my arse to get writing more. Hence, I'm getting up at six in the morning, but that's the way um, I sort of feel that it's going. Big calls has said, Hi, Dave. Like me, you're in showbiz. All right. Any tips for getting bookings again when bars and clubs open? Um, now, calls. I don't know what you are in, in terms of showbiz. You know, I don't know what level you're at. I don't know what um, entertainment, let's say, you bring. A lot of your questions are sexual, so I would maybe assume you're down that work. You know, you're you're some kind of sex worker. I don't know what it is. You, you know, you do you, big support on that. But if you're in showbiz, you know, once this is all over, you know, just, I think a lot of people need to be patient with places because I feel like when bars open, they're going to be like venues will be more sparse. you will not be able to just fire everyone in and do a show. So uh, they might change how it is. Like I'm worried about Pugs Comedy Club to be fair, because I don't know how it's going to work again. I don't know how they're going to work. The numbers that are allowed in, I don't know what's going to go on. I don't know how people are going to feel. So you just got to kind of go into it, be accepting of what people are trying to do and, and circumstances, but also um, at the same time, take on, as much as you can really you know that's what i'm going to certainly be doing trying to work as hard as i can because i miss it and i'm not going to take it for granted again now after all of this um question from someone who i'm not going to give the name off because it's pretty personal um, not to me but to the, the person. Hey, any advice on breaking up? This COVID thing has shown how unworkable this is. Small dog, no kids, any advice welcome. Two goldfish also involved. Um, and we would say, are you living together? Is that something that you've gone right? We're in lockdown, we're not compatible. Because my advice on breaking up would be if you're certain something isn't working, you know, if something's if, if someone's not compatible, get out of it you know there's no point in dragging something that you can't see going anywhere on and on you know that's how i would look at it um and if you've been stuck in this and you're not happy what's the point in being unhappy because at the end of the day it's your life as much as you maybe care about you the person you're with if it's not for you you're not going to be able to give it your all and you're not going to be able to get the most out of it you know I, i know people who i'm friends with have been friends with who've been in relationships which have been bad for them and it's the fear of maybe being on your own again or being single or starting from scratch. Again, I don't know who you are, what age you are, but like there's a lot of different factors. But at the end of the day, I'm a big believer on that you need to enjoy the person you're with. You know, you need to actually want to be with them in the shit times. Like you want to be with them sitting on a sofa watching the news about coronavirus. You know, the shit times where you're just in each other's company and you feel comfortable. They're the times to really enjoy it. So my advice to you would be Figure out whose dog it was, whether it was his or yours or hers or yours before. I don't know what the deal is, but I would say to you, you know, make the step. Just say, look, this isn't working. Maybe talk through what the issues are, if they're resolvable and they can be resolved, do that. If you think it's totally unworkable, just sack it off. There's plenty of time, plenty of fish in the sea, and you can figure it out. You'd be happier with the weight off your shoulders. That's my kind of take on it. So I would just get in, say, look, I'm unhappy if the person's like, oh, we'll try and work on it, and you want to work on it, work on it. If you don't, just say, hey, I'm calling them baby boo because that always helps. Just go, yeah, baby boo, kiss them on the lips and go, it is you. You know that hole, it's not It's not you, it's me. It's just, go, it's you. You're a pain in my hole and I can't be around you anymore. So sack them off and I'm sure you'll, you'll figure it out. And let me know if you do or if you need any more advice because look, I'm not just a hysterical guy i am a giver of advice i am a knowledgeable guy ga- no i'm just I'm, i'll just stick to giver of advice um chris henning well dave how's the form um you watch any of the bundesliga at the weekend i just wanted to say that your podcast give me a chuckle as i have my daily solo walk ditch the family when the girls are in bed smart man so thank you for always getting them out each week along with the patreon one as well well you're more than welcome my friend um have I watched any of the Bundesliga? I watched a bit of it. But once again, as you know, everyone's getting behind it. Being like, oh, so Bundesliga's back. Here's the thing. I don't give a fuck about the Bundesliga. You know? I want... the Premier League back. And until the Premier League's back, how I want the Premier League to be, I'm just going not going to watch football, probably. You know? I'm just going to get on with it and just deal with it. And I'll wait for the Premier League to come back. But I'm not just... It's again... It's like wanting a pint. I'm not just going to go and I'm going to have a pint in a plastic glass. I want my pint in my glass the way I like it. I want my football back on my fans in the stadium. I want people spitting on each other. And I want it fucking the way it was. And until so I get, that, I'll just do it without and find something else to pass my time. Like gardening. V Dub said any more encounters with smicks or spides breaking lockdown. Um, no, you'd be pleased to know I haven't come across any more spides in my travels thankfully i'm quite safe here in my wee haven um but i haven't actually really seen any more spides i haven't seen any more videos of spides doing bad things um, and even in the sunday papers there's been very little from the lads saying that they're doing any kind of any kind of bad behavior either so i mean i don't really know what the crack is i just think Spides don't think things are real. You know, I don't think, I think spides feel like they are, I guess, immune to anything, you know? Obviously, a lot like water and soap as well, a lot of the times, um, because have you ever smelled a spide? Often with B.O., I know it's probably people are going, oh my God, you just, you classist bastard. Well, hey. It's just in my own personal experience, Maybe I'm just hanging around with stuff, Stinky spides. Why did I call it? With stinky spides. Um so nah, no one else. Breaking lockdown. Um so no I'm, I'm good, yeah. Still haven't got around to the NHS clap because I'm putting my child to bed. But by all accounts it's it's amping up in the street, you know, everyone seemed to be out banging pots and pans, you know. And and again, I thought it was all about noise. That that why am I getting annoyed at this? I thought it was all about noise. People are now going to the front of their driveways clapping. It's almost like looking to see who's doing it and see who can do it the loudest. It, it is go, no longer for the NHS. It is an ultimate virtue signaling exercise clapping for the NHS now. I think as long as you can make noise, open your windows, make the noise. You know, don't be out in Been straight with a... Like, I saw a guy with bagpipes. Hey, man, you know what you should do? Sit in the bagpipes, put the pipe up your arse and fucking play the Flower of Scotland to your colon. How about that, Nathan Concealer? Hey, Davy, what's your favorite cut of beef? Hmm. I mean, a good ribeye isn't that hard to beat. A good a good cut of ribeye. You know, probably the steak I would eat the most is probably sirloin. You know, that's probably the most because it's a reasonable price and delicious. But a ri- a good ribeye. Is the best cut in my opinion. Now I'm I'm also open to a little bit of brisket. Um if it's done right, because I think a nice brisket, a nice barbecue brisket is very, very tasty. But I mean if you're if you're going all out, you want to just come in, you want to get the nicest beef, you want the best ribeye steak going, in my opinion. And Nathan, see whenever you ask a question next week. I want you to also fit into your question, your answer. What's your favourite cut of beef? Because you're a man, I know you're a chef, and you've told me you work in Bebe Adrianos, and I'll tell you what, my experience there was very good. I would rate very highly, and if you guys want to sponsor the podcast, hit me up. I'll just give you shout-outs anyway, but your grub's lovely. Um, so I'll be keen to know your favourite cut of beef is as well. um, Tommy Corrigan. Did you see the video of the two couples arguing the other week? They're absolutely they're absolutely classic. Any thoughts on it? Keep up the good work, my man. Um I you know what, I haven't, but you've you've thrown a quote in here. You started it in fucking Tesco, which sounds very Belfast. So what I'll definitely do is once the podcast's over, try and find that video and then I'll talk about it next week for you. What about that, Tommy? Sound good? Um Stevie Rogers went over the handlebars of my bike today on the Ormer Road. Um, many thanks to the smic that gave me a thumbs up and walked on have you ever had a cycling injury um although i listen first and foremost smics aren't renowned for their their caring nature you know a thumbs up from a smic is, is means a lot you know if i had fallen off my bike and received a thumbs up from a smic that would have given me the energy to regenerate and power on the rest of the way probably with a banjo bike and a really upset um I fully lost that word in my mind. Ego? Jesus. With a really sore body and a dented ego. But, you know, the thumbs up to the, from the steak gives you power. Don't get too close because the armpits, but you be grand. Um, but have I ever had an injury? I mean, just my actual, my actual b-hole at the minute from my, my static bike. My bum is actually quite sore. And I'm actually going to say actually a few more Time sir, um, I'm going to go for a ride after this and I feel like the first sit down on the bike is excruciating on the asshole. Um, it, is, it is tough going. So I'm going to go down, get cycling, get half an hour's work done and then a big shower. But my, my just my actual asshole is hurting from this bike because it's quite a, a hot... You know, to be fair, I have attached a dildo to the end of the bike so it's probably why it hurts but it's sore in the old arse and takes a lot of getting used to and um, mcconnell do you reckon the national trust will bug up their ideas and just let you be a brand ambassador when normality resumes why did i say ambassador and would they let you be a quality brand ambassador <laughs> would you like them to be the national trust ambas- brand ambassador david would you like to be a brand ambassador for the national trust <laughs> oh no my mouth is getting foamy Maybe I have SARS. Maybe I have rabies, baby. I know. Um, But they think, you know what? Mick says it's pretty sly, what they did do. You know what? The National Trust and I were like a couple that have kids together and have split up. You know, we are never going to be in love again. Not like it was. Not like it was at the time but I appreciate what the National Trust do and I respect the National Trust for looking after my kids. I will go into the National Trust grounds and I will get my exercise in the National Trust grounds, but I'm not going to be a National Trust promoter. I'm not going to be a National Trust brand ambassador anymore. If the National Trust want to be old-time, born loser guys, let them be. If they want to join on the back of the batter bus that's going up the hill, here's the thing. We're on our way to Tibet, my friends. We aren't even at base camp. We're just on our way up the mountain. We aren't even halfway up the mountain yet. There is a peak in my future, and if the National Trust want to be on my back when I'm at the top of the peak, if they want me to put the National Trust flag in to the very peak of Everest when I'm at the peak of my powers... Get me now, because here's the thing. See, whenever I do reach my peak, whenever that'll be, I'm not meeting new friends at the top. It's either people that are coming with me or fuck the rest. So if the National Trust want to get a piece, if they want a piece of me, I'm more than happy to talk business. But see, when if, they start, if things start happening they start going, oh, he's getting a bit more popular, let's get, no, not interested. It's either all or nothing. You either have me at Manai or you don't get me at all, National Trust. But for sure open your gates because I miss miss you. I miss walking. I miss getting out and about. More importantly, I miss tiring out my daughter because that's all I live for, her to be exhausted. Because when she's exhausted, she rests. And when she rests, my head is less turned. And speaking of heads less turned, that's the end of this week's podcast, guys. I mean... If you could share the podcast, that would be great. I don't know whether it was a good one or not this week. Sometimes I come off it going, that was a fucking killer podcast. Sometimes I come off it going, oh, that was purely shite. Today, I don't really know. I don't really know. So let me know what you think anyway and share the fuck out of it and it'll be all good, baby girls and boys. And take care of yourselves and don't get too excited and don't start leaving the house unnecessarily and meet your mates keep social distance wash your hands and share the podcast that's what's going to get us through coronavirus love you peace and prosperity